Hello and welcome back to Legal in General's podcast, Institutional Insights on Lessons from Lockdown, Making Customers the Centre of Your Business. I'm your host, Paige Wilson, New Business Manager, and today I'm joined by Dave Poulton, Chief Customer Officer, and Jawa Chowdhury, Head of Client Services Proposition here at Legal in General. And they'll be talking to us today about what they've learned during the pandemic over the past six months and how we in legal and general retirement institutional have adapted for our customers. Hi, Dave. Yawa, thanks for being in the podcast today and making the time to join us. Thanks very much for having us, Paige. Really looking forward to talking to you. Thanks for inviting us, Paige. So let's start by giving listeners an insight into the role of client services and what they do um, and maybe a bit of day-to-day roles as well. We are a team of 150 specialists who manage every aspect of scheme onboarding and implementation from project management to data analysis, payrolls, scheme administration and uh, customer servicing. Uh, Our client services and administration function is all in-house and UK-based and we are quite unique uh, as we work with clients, administrators, and EBCs, but also look after pension scheme members who are being transferred over to us. And we just have to make sure that we understand the diversified needs of these important stakeholders and make sure that we deliver a great sort of experience and service. As you just mentioned, the client services team look after quite a wide range of different customers. What do you think the main priority of the team has been over the past six months, would you say? So in terms of uh, COVID-19, the priority for our in-house customer service team was absolutely to make sure that we make our customers feel reassured and looked after. Uh, From the professional customer's perspective, uh, it was very important to remember that uh, de-risking can be a totally new experience for trustees and, uh, and their administrators. So therefore, it was very important to support them every step of the way. Uh, People across our teams were working remotely to not only manage uh, the business that uh, was in in transition, but also support all the new business that we have written this year, from virtual beauty parade to remote due diligence and virtual project meetings. Uh, The teams were able to support clients, welcome new pension schemes to legal and general, and our customer service team was on hand to receive all customer calls ensure customer queries were answered and more importantly we continue to pay their pension on time every time. Thanks Jawa. So very much the a vital role within the business to make sure members are informed properly and, and of course paid their um, pension too. So no business could really prepare for lockdown. We've all had to transition um, personal and work lives. How have LGRI's call centres for instance which aren't um, haven't worked before at home how have they adjusted and and what things have you put in place um, to make sure that they can carry on their role going forward so if you can talk a bit about that that would be that'd be great and maybe some of the challenges um, that you were faced to and how you overcame them yes of course Paige so the the main challenge for us was was really ensuring that we could mobilize all of our teams to work remotely away from the office without impacting either our clients or our customers Now, thankfully, we were pretty well set up for Agile approach to work with many of our teams already working remotely and away from the offices. So our processes, controls and technology were all pretty fairly well developed. We didn't rest on our laurels 
here though and there was definitely still work to do as you say for our as our for our customer service teams and we quickly rolled out laptops mobile devices to those who didn't already have them and, and some of the wider IT equipment that you of course need to work from home perhaps larger screens and keyboards and uh, and headsets to take to take customer calls and that was a, a really key part for us is uh, we hadn't really ever taken customer calls or made calls to customers from uh, home or outside of the office before and we did a huge amount of work uh, to test our telephony system to make sure that we had that robustly in place before we could we could move our teams to to remote working so there was some really fantastic work across all of our IT and transformation teams and of course our customer service teams and just within a few days we completed all of this testing and rollout of IT equipment and the vast majority of our teams were working effectively and efficiently from home. So did the whole team move to remote working or were there some roles that were required to stay within the office in order to fulfil their responsibilities? Yes, that's right Paige. So we had a few of our essential workers who remained in the office throughout to ensure that we could continue to help all of our customers no matter what their needs were. So the team in the office primarily looked after our incoming post and uh, our outgoing posts where we were sending information to, to customers who perhaps preferred not to use email or, or some of our digital options. Now, of course, I talked about uh, the huge amount of work and effort that went into equipping our teams to work from home, but as you'd imagine, an equally huge amount of planning uh, and work went into ensuring that we, we kept our offices safe and gave people the opportunity to uh, socially distance while they were in the office, so we all kept um, safe and well. And that was something I certainly kept a very close eye on and was very pleased to see progressing throughout the time as I've, I've personally been in the office uh, throughout uh, lockdown and, and, and looking after the team here. So that covers some of the practical and perhaps technology areas that we that we focused on and the challenges that we that we had to overcome. But it's also been hugely important that we looked after our teams uh, as we transition through some pretty, pretty big changes at work, but also for many some some pretty big changes at home. Two, and the key to this for us was ensuring that, that everybody had the flexibility to, to strike the right balance, work-life balance, and ensure they had the space and, and, and time to operate both at home and at work. And as a team, we've really focused on keeping in touch with each other through daily huddles, team meetings, town halls, and our perhaps now famous or, or maybe infamous Ask Dave sessions. And we've been, we found it really important not to focus just on work, so we've spent a lot of time with each other talking about our personal personal thoughts and and feelings and perhaps sharing some of the things that we've been doing outside of work in uh, in lockdown and just finally for me on on this part i think one of the areas that really has motivated our team uh, throughout this period of time is the, is the great feedback we've had from some of our customers and perhaps i'll share some of that in in detail a little bit later on but we've really been able to, able to celebrate uh, some of that with our call of the month and above and beyond and lockdown hero awards which have been a huge success and really well supported across all of the teams. Thanks Dave. Oh, it's great to hear that you were able to put those processes in place, get people laptops, um, headsets, keyboard screens so efficiently and, and actually you touched on something really, um, something that I actually hadn't thought of before is that there's people out there, especially our customer base, that won't necessarily use a computer and will write letters and and that's how they communicate to us and how we communicate to them. So having those people still in the office was was key and vital and great to hear that it was safe for that small team to go in. And I bet you had a very quick commute compared to previous when I'm sure there was a lot more traffic. So you've put in these services over the last six months and, and rolled out a lot of 
new additions to that. Would you or could you um, describe some of those and, and how this has helped the customer service team engage with our, our clients over the last six months and what we'll take from this um, going forward as well? Yes, Paige. Uh, we're always looking to improve how we do things uh, and deliver a great customer experience. Um, and more importantly, how we can utilize the strength of our group and various sort of, you know, uh, learnings from other divisions for the benefit of our customers uh, and help them in their later life. Uh, what COVID-19 actually did was that it accelerated some of the developments and we had to readapt and reprioritize some of our plans to make sure that we were delivering and focusing on the right things uh, at the right time. So a couple of things that we were, uh, were able to sort of uh, deliver quite quickly. Uh, we introduced an over the phone settlement process, which allowed us to process claims quicker without the need for the customer to complete any forms or send any documents. We were able to sort of uh, do all the ID verification and checks uh, over the phone. Uh, and this actually fast tracked make a pension payment to the customer. We proactively offered customers the option to sign their documentation using DocuSign. And this really sped up the process. So there's no need for customers to go out or send documents or have that stress during these challenging times. The third thing uh, which I wanted to highlight was how we were trying to support the family members who unfortunately uh, are experiencing the, the bereavement during, the, the, during this time. Uh, we introduced an online form with the ability for the family members to actually upload and send documentation electronically. Uh, and that way we were able to actually make that process quicker as well uh, without the family member worrying too much about what they need to send us. So everything was in one place. And not only that, we also rolled out a 24-7 helpline uh, for our customers and their immediate family members to help them with everyday life challenges around finances, legal issues. Uh, there are experts or qualified counselors who can offer them counseling and bereavement support. And uh, the customers uh, are also able to um, talk uh, to some of our uh, care advisors and find out about uh, care needs, how to find it, how to source it, how to arrange it. And all of these sort of services are available to our customers for free. So as I said, we were looking at, we have tried to look at a couple of ways in which we could uh, support customers through these uh, challenging times. Thanks, Shawa. It, it really is great to hear, you know, how we've been able to offer new services to clients to make things a lot easier in such a difficult time. But also going that step further around actually offering that 24-7 helpline, because obviously a lot of families and, and carers were going through different things and not necessarily being able to get the help from the NHS given how under pressure they were. So fantastic to hear that, that we're also offering that to our clients. So with that in mind, and I know Dave, you touched on it before that we've had quite a lot of feedback um, from our clients over the past six months. Is it possible if you can touch upon that and, and maybe their view on the new services that we've rolled out? Yes, of course, Paige. As, as I said earlier, we've had some really fantastic feedback from our customers uh, throughout the last few months. But I think it's important to also say that we gather and use all of our customer feedback, um, whether positive or constructive, uh, to form part of our continuous improvement programme and keep improving uh, what we're doing. 
one of the areas that we focus on is our customer surveys, where we obtain regular feedback from people who've either spoken to us on the phone or contacted us or received uh, information from us. And in addition to using this feedback for our continuous improvement, as I say, we also measure customer satisfaction using Net Promoter Score or, or NPS. Now, this is a measure that's used pretty widely across a, a vast number of industries and actually across many different uh, countries. And we're really pleased, and I'm certainly very proud of our current score, which is plus 73, which might not mean too much to everybody, but it's considered to represent a really world-class service. So as you see, we're, we're really pleased with that. It's also something that we've been able to maintain over the last five or six months uh, throughout the lockdown period and throughout the, the, the changing needs of our customers, which is also uh, fantastic to see. And do you have any examples of customer feedback that you can share with us at all today? Perhaps I'll just read a couple of them out from, from customers who used our uh, over-the-phone payment process that, that Yawar described. So one of our customers said, a, a fantastic process, uh, especially as I've been shielding due to COVID, COVID and cannot get out to the post office. So as you see, one of our new processes really helping someone who would have struggled um, uh, to, 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 to process their payment and post us their uh, documents previously. Another customer said, terrific speedy handling of my request for payment. And, and finally, from the first phone call to the end conclusion, I've been really impressed with the whole service. So I thought I'd just end uh, uh, here on some pretty short but powerful piece of feedback we recently received from one of our customers, which I think reflects both the expertise that we have across each of our teams, but also the levels of service uh, we've worked so hard to deliver over the last few months. So the feedback was the, the person I spoke to was extremely professional and helpful and a great asset to your business. As a customer, you want a business to be helpful and knowledgeable, and this gentleman was indeed that. So as you can see, we've had some, some great feedback throughout, and it's been really pleasing that we've been able to continue to meet our customer needs through either the service that we offer or some of the new services that we've introduced, uh, even through these difficult times. Some really lovely feedback there. I must make you and, and the team very proud of, of the work and the new services you've rolled out, um, hearing such good and positive feedback in such a challenging time, should we say. So we know that we've put in new services and we've adapted to uh, working from home and remotely. How do you envisage the customer service um, forum going forward? And, and do you think we'll have some lessons learned from there that we'll take forward and, and keep with this approach? Or do you think some things will change back um, to how they were pre-COVID? In all honesty, I don't believe it has changed the uh, customer service ethos uh, significantly but what it has done is actually driven innovation and the speed of delivery of some of the initiatives um, crisis really focuses people's mind and improves collaboration so in a way the businesses had no choice but to move forward and find new ways of helping customers and even take a leap of faith in in some cases um, I think remote working trialing and testing new processes and technology and more importantly, I think the empowering and trusting of our colleagues and staff to be doing the right thing for the business and customers has changed the sort of mindset slightly. Uh, it has definitely been challenging, no doubt, but overall I feel, you know, uh, there has been a positive outcome from such an event. Uh, I mean, the lockdown has pushed many, many of us to rethink the way we approach things and definitely 
uh, how we sort of, you know, continue to developing new processes and services for our customers. Thanks, Yara. So it's it's great to see the innovation and, and the collaboration, I suppose, between different departments come through this and, and we'll take that going forward, which which is always a good sign for, for the business itself and, of course, our clients. So before we end today, because we've nearly run out of time, just reflecting over the past six months, is there anything you would do differently at all if we have to go through this all over again, which, fingers crossed, we won't? Oh, that's a great question, Paige. And as you'll imagine, our business, across our business, we have a detailed business continuity and business resumption plans covering a variety of different scenarios. But really, the difference here was that COVID-19 was such a unique event that it didn't just impact one of our processes or one of our systems or indeed one of our teams or even even sites, but it impacted the whole country. And in some ways, no amount of planning uh, could have pre prepared us for, for what was coming and, and the ways in which we've had to work over the last few months. But I really do think we made largely the right choices and took the right actions and we used everything from those plans that we had made to support those decisions and 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 keeping the customer at the heart of everything we do along with looking after our people i think i think we we made some really good decisions along the way and and took the right actions as i say now of course um when looking back and when when we look back further we we will we will have some lessons to learn and perhaps the biggest thing for me with the with the benefit of hindsight is that we could have made some of those decisions we could have moved a little bit more quickly perhaps in the in the lead up to lockdown but but overall, the, the response from all of our teams has been been, been excellent. Great, Dave. Um, it's really good to hear that, you know, we moved in a way that we were able to adapt um, to our customers and the environment that we were in. And obviously, there'll be some lessons learned from that that we can take going forward and to ensure that we make things even more efficient. So unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank both of you, Dave and Jawa, for taking the time um, to talk to us. It's been great to hear about the client services team and the challenges you've had to go through and what you've put in place. And really fantastic to hear some of the feedback that we've received from some of the customers. Um, so on that note, uh, thank you again. And I hope to speak to both of you soon. Thank you, Paige. It's been our pleasure to, to join you. Thanks very much. Thank you, Paige. Glad we could help. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast, Institutional Insights, via iTunes and Spotify, so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening and goodbye. <laughs>